Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Seven AM Men and Woods, Monday morning. Celebrating the Padres wildcard series win over the Mets. This hour brought to you by Senior Grubbies in downtown Carlsbad and Oceanside. Check out their daily happy hour from three to six. Hashtag eat grubbies and eatgrubbies.com. So during the course of the game yesterday, I mean we saw it on social media. There was a few tweets about yeah, the ear. Joe's shiny, shiny looking ears. And how well he was pitching. I didn't think too much of it at the time, but when Buck Showalter came out in the sixth inning, I had no, I had no doubt why he was out. Oh there. yeah, no question. And you'd heard Austin Ola say he didn't realize it for a second, but then he knew he had an idea at that point. And you know that you know they're they're getting if Buck Showalter's not seeing it directly, he's got guys in the clubhouse who are feeding him both information off the broadcast, off social media. Off the you know the numbers and spin rate and velo and what it is, and it it was one of the most pathetically desperate moves I think I've ever seen in a playoff yeah, game. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. You know, Buck defended himself basically by saying, I, "I I have to do something. I'm there to represent my team," and I tweeted that that I thought he should be ashamed, and I think he was a little bit afterwards. He defended it, but I th- he didn't defend it. You know, without with a little bit of tail between his legs, he knew it was a kind of a classless move. Yeah, they call it bush league. He had nothing. He had nothing was. else left. He had nothing was left. No, no tricks up his sleeve. He had nothing else left, and he had the umpires go out and do that embarrassing check on Joe Musgrove. Should embarrassing have been in for his, everybody. Should have been in the bat rack looking at the Mets bats. That's what he should have been looking at. Don't worry about what Joe Musgrove's doing. He, like Bob Scanlon said, he's shoving it up your your rear end last night. That's what he's doing. Um, in the five innings before the inspection, Ben, he had one pitch, one, that was over 3,000 RPMs, one. In the two innings after the inspection, there were five pitches over 3,000 RPMs. Our pal Eno Saris last night tweeted, Joe Musgrove's velocity is up a tick. His four-seam spin rate is two. These things are related. His spin per miles an hour is only up a little, 27.6 to 28.0 RPMs. Per miles an hour, and people in the thread with Eno are saying, 
that's adrenaline. He goes, oh, yeah, that's adrenaline. It's the playoffs. He goes, all uh, everybody's velo goes up in the playoffs. You can, you can set your watch to it. You're not holding back quite as much as you are over a long regular season it's, where you have to you have to pace yourself. You're looking to go deep into yeah, the game. And he says every pitch for a starter is almost like you're coming in as a reliever. It's exactly and right. And you're giving max effort in the postseason. That's what we saw from Joe last and night. And here's the thing. I mean, this is what Eno Saris studies and does for a living. This is how he makes his money. It's how he puts food on the table. There's nobody I trust more than Eno Saris when it comes to this. And you, he's impartial. Yeah, he comes on our show once a week, but he's impartial. He's got nothing to gain by lying about Joe Musgrove. And the thing that I think really bugged me is, let's say he does... Here's the thing I noticed about Joe uh, since he pitches. Nobody's, there's two guys that in the big leagues that when they pitch, they pour sweat. Aroldis Chapman and Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove is always out there in the first inning, and you know those white sweat stains? The he's salt, got around his, yeah, like the whatever salt. it is that for, cross that forms on a hat. He's always got it. He got a lot of golf hats it. like yeah, that. Yeah, I do too. And and he sweats. I don't know what was on his ears last night, if there was anything other than sweat, but what I wouldn't do, if I wanted to increase my spin rate and I wanted to throw the ball faster and I wanted my slider to break sharper with more RPMs, you know what I wouldn't use? Vaseline or Vagisil or Bardol or Crisco. I would use or rub a little jalapeno. Yeah, up your I would rub a little jalapeno up my nose to <laughs> get the, slick. That that's slick. that causes the ball to you can't spin have it as less much. spin Correct. and you know, wobble more like on a, a knuckleballer. You'll see a guy would do that. And would want to put that on the ball. This is not a. It's not an indictment of this Dodger pitcher. It's not. It's just the way it is. Tyler Anderson, we'll see him this week at some point. Tyler Anderson comes out. He's got the kind of dark mark on his hat. He's got rosin all over it. Whatever he does, it's been deemed okay. Like, it's been, oh, it's fine. It's that mix of spit, dirt, rosin, sunscreen, whatever it is. The the old bullfrog. I saw Doug Glanville tweet, a lot of pitchers will put Icy Hot, the Red Hot, on their ears to get them locked in. You know the famous story that Trevor told me about Jake Peavy smearing it on his taint before a game. I've used it. There's no way. You couldn't even put a, a dime-sized piece on your taint and make it through a game. I couldn't make it through the day. But he did it. That's what used to get him locked in. It kept his mind off of the batter, <laughs> the, the location, and it kept his mind on his searing hot taint which is where he needed to be, to be locked in for the game. I, I've never heard of anybody using Icy Hot on their ears, but whatever it was, whether it was sweat, whether it was sunscreen, whatever, it didn't help him. It wasn't helping him at all. The numbers weren't so through the roof that it said, ooh, yeah. I mean, it, it really bummed me out, too, to see some other – Jerry Blevins, who was a former Met, by the way, uh, he was running his mouth. We'll, Brandon we'll, McCarthy, too, was another we'll one. We'll go into some of that on Don't Do This yeah. coming up. I want to play some of the audio from the podium of Joe Musgrove after. While we do that, if you want to call in for Take on Woods, uh, now is the time. 833-288-0973. Our musical trivia game coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, just a little kind of like an interlude between all of our Padres talk. But you can get in right now. 833-288-0973. Uh, Joe Musgrove told Buster only after the game. I don't know. They didn't find anything. I don't know what it was, if there was anything. Went into a little more detail. Here's Joe at the podium last night at City Field. We were just uh, talking to Buck and 
Bob about this, but what was going on on the mound there when, what were they looking for? You had to take off your hat, they'd check behind your ears, you know, what was going on there? Uh, I think he was checking for some kind of substance that was helping me spin the ball or something. Um, I've seen it before. I think he's done it before. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much to say about it. It was, you know, at the point in the game when it, when it happened, I was so dialed in already. All my pitches felt good. I felt like I was executing, so it almost just kind of lit a fire under me. It was, came out, told me Buck wanted to check, you know, my face, my glove, my hat. Um, but, yeah, at that point, I was so dialed in and, and so focused on, on getting outs, it didn't really, you know, affect me too much. Yeah, you seem to just pick up after it happened right where you left off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a winner-go-home game, so uh, they were having a lot of trouble squaring me up. And, you know, I feel like that was his last attempt at, you know, trying to push me out of the game there. And, um, you know, they took their shot. But I don't know. I mean, the only thing I have to say is you better be very confident that no one on your side is using anything if you're going to call out someone on our side. So. Okay. Well, that's a little spicy right there. I think he also told Padres reporters, I got a massage before the game. You know, they rub like the oil in the back to loosen up and maybe some of that got on and was shiny. He really didn't know. And I believed him what, what he was talking about there. Um, Bob Melvin, though, he was even uh, feistier well, on his post-game podium session. Before we get to Bob, the umpires believed him. And that's the... Now, had the, in a way, you know what, man? In a way, it just clicked to me. I'm glad Buck Showalter did that. I'm glad. I'm glad he sent that whole crew out there to finger his ears so lightly and delicately. I'm glad they looked in his glove. I'm glad they looked at his hand. You know why? Because we don't have to listen to this garbage. The umpires checked him. They... Per Buck's instructions, they checked him. They didn't find Thoroughly. anything wrong. Thoroughly. So I'm glad they did that. I mean, they did everything but make him like take his pants no off kidding. And, and check him. So I'm glad they did that, actually. Because now, you know what that says to me, Ben? Exonerated. Exonerated. Here was uh, Bob Melvin defending his guy after the game. Yeah, look, I you know, so I, I tend to be a high road guy, and I'm going to. But the problem I have is that you know, Joe, Joe Musgrove is a man of character, and you know, questioning his character to me—that's that's the part I have a problem with. And I'm here to to tell everybody that Joe Musgrove is a, is above board as any pitcher I know, any player I know, and unfortunately that happened to him because you know the reception that he got after that was was not warranted. So I just want everybody to know that. that Joe Musgrove is a high-character individual. When you went out to the mound, what did the umpires tell you they were looking for when they did, it took off his cap, they were checking behind his ears? What was going on there? He said they, they were going to check him. So, And that included his glove, that included his hand, and that included, uh, you know, obviously his face. So, unfortunately, that happened. And this was over the fact that his spin rates were up tonight? I don't know. I don't know what it was about. That, that's pretty yeah. much. They it. got a pitcher throwing thirty three hundred, you know, in, <laughs> right. in Lugo too. It has nothing to do with that. There's a lot of adrenaline in games like this. I don't know if his spin rates are up or not. I'm just de- here to defend Joe Musgrove. So for you personally, it's been a long time since you've won one of these. What? How does it feel for you? Uh, you know, as a manager with all the the years and your track record. Oh, uh, well, actually, we won them a couple years ago against Chicago. We won the wild card, same same type of series. Oops. So just any time you get to the postseason, it's special. There's uh, Bob Melvin defending his guy uh, vociferously after the game last night. All right, we'll have more on this and don't do this uh, coming up, but let's uh, let's get to it. It's time to play this morning's game of Take on Woods. 
It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Woods. Brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. All right, we got Andy on the line. We'll see if Andy is dandy enough to take down Woods on, today Andy. on Take on Woods. Uh, and if he does, if he can beat or tie Woods in our five questions, he will qualify for our grand prize drawing tonight. Stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, a VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book, and a $250 food and beverage credit. Good morning, Andy. How are you? Good. All right, uh, you get to pick our category today. Here are your choices. Uh, we bring back Potty Mouth, as submitted by Tier 1B George. Song titles with uh, colorful language. We'll have to be careful there. Fourth Down, uh, musical answers containing the number four or the word four, F-O-U-R. And our new category, And in And. Uh, that's, I think, a tough one. Five song titles that begin with the word and. So of those three, Andy, what would you like? Potty Mouth, Fourth Down, or and in and? I'll try fourth down. Fourth down. All right. All of today's musical answers either include the number four or the word for, F-O-U-R, bands and song titles alike. You'll have 60 seconds uh, to answer as many as you can. Pass if you don't know it. We'll come back if there's time left on the clock. First question's the two-second song. Paulie will play a, a short clip of a song. You need to give me both the title and the artist, the number four in there somewhere, to score that point. Uh, you want to keep your advantage over Woods and keep him in the dark on the category? Absolutely. All right, here we go, Andy. 60 seconds on the clock. Again, the category fourth down. Your time begins when Paul plays our music. Good luck, Andy. Let's take on Woods. Pass. Frankie Valley was the lead man for which legendary 1960s band? Incorrect. Which originally all-female San Francisco alt-rock band hit it big with their 1993 single, What's Up? Four non-blonde. Correct. The title of which Bruno Mars hit references the designation jewelers use for pure gold. 24 karat. More. I need a little bit more. Okay, which Motown pioneers recorded hits including I Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch, and Reach Out, I'll Be There? I'll try four top. That is correct this time. Back to our two-second song. The title of which Bruno Mars hit references the designation jewelers use for pure gold. You got part of it. Oh, time is up. It's... It's 24K magic, 24 karat magic, not just 24 karat. You were on the way. The uh, you did get four tops on the second go around, and you got four non blondes. So two is your score. Uh, the two second song, that was a tough one. That was 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago. And then the Four Seasons is Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, not the Four Tops. But you did get two, a tougher category. Hang on the line there, Andy. We'll bring Woods back in and give him the same five questions in the same 60 seconds. And he doesn't get the categories. So. I imagine this will be a fairly difficult one. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to be close. All right. Woodsy is back. He will put his headphones on. We will reset the song. We will reset the 60 seconds. 
Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Texting, Good luck. Uh, with our boy BOG, sends his love to the entire San Diego Padres fan base. Is he still in Japan or is he's season over? Home. He's okay. in Dallas right now. He'll be home at 3.30 today. I said, let's get you on this week. Very cool. Yeah, buddy. All right. That's not the two-second That's not the two song. No, that's not. All right. 60 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Your time uh, begins. Brian O'Green. <laughs> <laughs> when Paul plays the music, Good Luck Woods, let's take on Andy. It's Chicago, but I don't know the name of the song. Pass. All right. Frankie Valley was the lead man for which legendary 1960s band? Frankie Valley and the... Oh, God, I'm blanking. Four Seasons. Correct. Which originally all-female San Francisco alt-rock band hit it big with their 1993 single, What's Up? That is uh, Four non blondes. Correct. The title of which Bruno Mars hit references the designation jewelers use for pure gold. 14 Carat. Incorrect. Which Motown pioneers recorded hits including I Can't Help Myself. The Four Tops. Correct. Go back to our two-second song. Chicago something four. Uh, four out of five. Incorrect. <laughs> Frankie Valley was the lead man for which legendary 1960s band? The Four Seasons. Oh, you got that I one. That then one. you're good. You got three and you won. Okay. Three to two. Just barely. Oh, four, what is That the... was the difference. Uh, what was the song? Or what yeah, was the, what was the uh, song? 25 or six to four. And then uh, 24K Magic by Bruno Mars, that not 14 close. karat. 24 karat gold oh, is 24 is better yes, than Yes, it's better than 14. Okay. Uh, but Andy got two, so you snuck out the win to start the week. Three to two. Boy. And a tough, tough category. Fourth down. All the answers had the number four somewhere in there. So good, good try, Andy. Uh, go ahead and give us another try later this month. Uh, Woods opens the week with a win. Feels good. All right, uh, we're going to continue the talk about Joe Musgrove and ear flap on Don't Do This, including uh, some former baseball players with some uh, maybe some tweets they'd like to take back for sure on uh, Joe Musgrove. And uh, we'll hear some audio as well from a, a New York Mets broadcaster and his thoughts on yesterday's uh, incident at City Field. That is all coming up next with Ben and Woods. We'll be back after a check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. I realized quickly when I knew I should That the world was made up of this brotherhood of man For whatever that means Into a crisis about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, before we get uh, into Don't Do This, just a reminder, you can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. as former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti discuss the biggest NFL news, preview the most important games of the week right here on 97.3, The Fan. Woodsy? So this news dropped last night uh, during the Padres game, and I was pretty taken aback when I saw this. It said uh, on the bottom, Ben, there was a ticker, and it said uh, Yankee pitcher Araldis Chapman misses workout and is left off the playoff roster. How in the world do you miss a mandatory workout before your first round game, Ben? And so they uh, they talked to Aaron Boone, said he missed a workout, and he gave us a not acceptable excuse. He said it was shocking, but not surprising. So uh, kind of what we've been able to glean uh, reading between the lines is... I bet you there was some sort of conversation with like, hey, we don't know how we're going to use you. He's been terrible. I mean, he just hasn't been uh, a great pitcher for the Yankees in a long, long time. And But they have had so many injuries in their bullpen, Ben, that he was probably going to get a look. I mean, it was probably going to be like a Sean Manaya type. Like, come in in the third or fourth if somebody gets lit up or if we have a big lead. Try to get three, maybe five outs and call it a day. He's not going to be closing games. Uh, and there was a workout. He was supposed to be there, and he didn't. He just no-showed, which is just insane to me. So he's done. He's done. That'll be the last time 
Uh, he's in pinstripes. I mean, do you, is it a situation where he felt like I shouldn't have to compete to make yeah, this roster? I bet you it was. I mean, if I'm not guaranteed, if I'm not going, I'm not showing sort of thing. It's such a bad look. It's a terrible. I mean, look, man. you got to be there for your teammates. If not, I mean, yeah, it may it may sting a little that you're not what you used to be and you're not the the playoff guy that you've been in the past. It's but, the definition of being a teammate right, and a exactly. team player, man. That's exactly it. So good, good for them for booting him. Um, yeah, he's done as he should be. That's that is trash. All right, there's a lot of people who probably had some tweets about Joe Musgrove last night that they're uh, they're regretting today, but it's a little different when it comes from a. A fellow pitcher, a former major leaguer, uh, Brandon McCarthy, had a you know about a decade long career with several teams, including three seasons with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, he was interacting with followers during the game last night. Uh, responded to one tweet about you know the shiny stuff and the, and what you know maybe Vaseline or something on the ears, and he he just tweeted, "Oh, he's using something." Yeah. When it came to Joe Musgrove, and then someone else tweeted, "Well." Could it be something he's using to get the sticky off of his hand before the ump checks? He goes, from what I understand, that's what everyone is doing right now. Then someone said, hey, did it really go from the internet to buck to the inspection? That and team employees can see the data. Well, the data... The data didn't the data show didn't, much. didn't show more than a tick of above normal spin rate and velocity for Jill Musgrove. Easily explainable by adrenaline and playoff baseball. And of course, after the umpires go out and check and find absolutely nothing, uh, Brandon McCarthy backtracks quickly. Well, maybe he isn't using something. I don't know. I just saw the data and assumed. Looks like I was wrong. He's just continuing to dominate. Ouch. Jerry Blevins, uh, former Met pitcher, also said the same exact thing. You know, he's using something. Check with the ears, et cetera, et cetera. He said Musgrove's been untouchable in my eyes now. This is after the the mound visit. Uh, he's been cleared 100%. It isn't Bush League to check him. It's not unprecedented that pitchers cheat. His ears were talking points everywhere but the broadcast. David Cohn in the broadcast talked about his spin rates being up. Incrementally, though. Incrementally. Not, not one where you look at and say, oh, my God. How did he go from 2,400 RPMs to 5,000 RPMs. One that you would say he's clearly using spider tack or something like that. So, 5,000, he might be using an electric motor or something. Exactly. <laughs> so, holy cow, man. Just just people were really in it last night. Um, just pretty unsubstantiated. And again, I, I said it earlier and I mean it. I'm glad he did that. It kind of kills that narrative now. I get I get Mets fans, you know, being a little salty and bitter watching their team go down in one, defeat. One hit. And it would be easy for, you know, Mets broadcasters to fall in line to try to score some points with the fan base and make them feel good about their conspiracy theories on Joe Musgrove, which is why we say this is a do-do this. D-D mega do-do. When you can see a, a biased Mets broadcaster still bring the honesty and the integrity in their take. Uh, this is uh, Mets television broadcaster long-timer Gary Cohen and what he had to say I about like Gary Joe, Joe Musgrove last night. Well, let me phrase this the right way. Buck Walter is completely within his rights to ask the umpires to check a pitcher for foreign substances. It's up to the umpires then to decide whether it's an appropriate thing to do. I thought that considering the circumstances, 4 nothing, sixth inning, season on the line, it smacked of desperation. And it was 
fairly embarrassing, I thought, for Buck to do that in that spot. It was not necessary. As it turned out, Musgrove was not cheating. I think if you... If you're going to pull a stunt like that, you better be right. And Buck wasn't right. Wow. Now, where was that, Paul? Like, that was um, that was in a post game. That was a, a live, live post game in front of an. I didn't realize you heard everybody. Yeah. Mets fans. That's now that takes some character to in front of Mets fans who are going to boo you for that take. Come with an honest take. By the way, Buck Showalter probably will be back next year. I I don't know that for sure. Yeah. But Gary Cohen will have to deal with him, you know, pregame, spring training. He called it embarrassing. It was. For his own team's it manager was. to it, do it that. It was. And they had, they showed, uh, there was a clip going around, too, of Buck. In the first inning, he had two balls in his hand, baseballs. And he was jostling them, playing with these balls, and rubbing them, and feeling them, feeling them for substances. Didn't find anything. In the first inning, were those the balls that Max Scherzer was talking about after the game? No, those are different. Ones. Oh, yeah. When he said it was a kick in, the balls. Kick in the balls, it yeah. wasn't those, not those balls. He was talking different. about oh, different. different balls. So yeah, Buck. They were looking for something. Buck had his haunches up and uh, did not work out for him. The Mets are sent home after a really dis. I mean, a really nice regular season, but a really, really disappointing ending for them. 101 wins. I believe the post headline was 101 damnations. Wow. You knew they were going to come up with something clever. Very good. And that is don't and do do this for a Monday. That was don't do this with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. ESPN had uh, the entire crew out there for Mets Padres last night, including our friend June Lee, uh, ESPN writer who was at the game, going to join us coming up next with some of his thoughts on what he saw last night uh, from top to bottom. We will break that down when we come back on San Diego's number one sports station, Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Sometimes I don't know why, but this old town just seems so hopeless. I ain't really sure, but it seems I remember the good times with just a little bit more in focus. But when she puts her arms around me, I can somehow rise above it. Yeah, man, when I got that little girl standing right by my side, you know, I can tell the whole wide world that shit is dead. Here comes my girl. Here comes my girl. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sarah Bennett Woods is brought to you by the Caltrans Stormwater Program. You see a lot of trash in our highways and in our waterways. This is not what we want. Clean highways, clean water. Now that is what we want. You can help change this to that. Learn how at cleanwaterca.com from the Caltrans Stormwater Program. June Lee from ESPN was at the game last night as the Padres wrapped up the wildcard series over the Mets. Going to join us right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Right, now we go to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Always love talking to June Lee from ESPN, especially uh, when he's there for a Padres <laughs> playoff victory. And June joins us right now uh, with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, June. Good morning. You still smell like Budweiser or what? <laughs> I woke up this morning and I hadn't showered last night. And I and when I went to the bathroom, my hair was still sticking together because I got a bunch of like beer and stuck in my hair. So I got to shower after we get off the phone. It was uh, amazing watching your videos <clears throat> this morning. Padres in there uh, dancing last night to Gangnam Style, which I think is just fantastic. Uh, how cool was it to be in there last night? The boys seemed pretty pretty happy to be moving on. Yeah, everyone was drenched. It was uh, it was really really good vibes. I think that there was just a, a level of uh, just kind of letting out a breath of, of fresh air just because, uh, especially after last night where, you know, the first game the Padres dominated, the second game the Mets dominated, you really didn't know what you were going to get going into game three, especially with, you know, a, a matchup that is, is as good as Chris Bassett and Joe Musgrove, two pitchers who have been so consistently good throughout the course of the season for both teams. And so, uh, I, I mean, I think everyone's a little surprised to kind of see the way that it unraveled the course of the night and, uh, you know, Musgrove really, really dominated there last night. I mean, he was completely unhittable. June, I, I think sometimes it's a tired cliche because every run is important. But when they say, hey, whoever gets off to the, the good start, whoever scores first has a big advantage, certainly looked that way in this series on Friday and on Sunday. And maybe it was because of the crowd. Uh, you were there. The way the Padres were able, at least for two of those games, to score in the first couple of innings and take out what was a raucous crowd and really silence it at City Field? How noticeable was it being there? Yeah, it was definitely that played into all of this because I remember yesterday, I think it was Jeff McNeil was talking pregame during a press conference, and a reporter asked him about this exact thing, about the effect of a team scoring the first run and how that affects the other team. And we're kind of having conversations about how it puts the team who doesn't score first on their heels, and it puts a lot of pressure on them, especially in a winner-takes-all elimination game. And when the Padres scored in the second inning yesterday, it just takes out some of the air out of City Field, which can become pretty raucous depending on on the kind of uh, thing going on on the field. 
But I think with the Padres scoring first, it, it took some energy out, and then Musgrove just kind of rolling and dominating in the way that he did, allowing just like one hit over seven innings. Uh, I, I think it really shut up Mets fans really quickly. And you know, by the end of the seventh inning, the eighth inning, Mets fans were walking out of the stadium. Yeah, I mean, it took their soul. You know, seeing the at-bat, I was watching obviously on television, but seeing the at-bat from Austin Nola, and look, I mean, I think – over the last, I'd say, really six weeks of the season, it's been very clear Austin Nola is going to be the catcher. Uh, I think guys like throwing to him. Uh, I think he does a very serviceable job back there, and there's just a comfort level. The ABs sometimes can leave a little to be desired, except for lately. He's actually been hitting the ball pretty well. It was one of the uglier bats you'll ever see until he drove that ball through the left side. I mean, the 0-2 swing that he barely got a, a piece of, that would steal my soul if I was a Mets fan, too. You got him set up right there, and you let that guy beat you and drive in two runs. I can understand why the air was sucked completely out of City Field. Yeah, and you mentioned Nola specifically. I mean, Musgrove was talking yesterday about how he spent all offseason preparing with him throwing all of his bullpens to him and how they kind of worked together to get on the same page. And so I think all of that was one of the preparation meeting opportunity, uh, everything kind of coming together at the right time. I mean, it really seemed like those two were locked in together in a way that uh, is hard to just kind of, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's the kind of thing that, that takes time uh, and, and effort to, to kind of get on the same page and on the level that Musgrove and, and Nola were last night. Talking to ESPN's June Lee, he was at City Field last night as the Padres clinched the series with the New York Mets. All right, got to get your opinion on, I'm calling it ear flap uh, with Joe Musgrove. Necessary <laughs> evil for Buck Walter Bush League? I mean, what did you think when he went out and called for the umpires to check on Joe in the sixth inning? I mean, it was a little odd, especially when you watch the video on TV, uh, seeing the way that the umpires were interrogating and just, like, sticking their fingers deep in Joe, Joe Musgrove's ear. Like, I don't think it was ever something I would have expected to see on a baseball field. I mean, how often in general do you expect to see uh, someone go to their job and have fingers stuck deep inside their ear? I mean, that's not something that happens every single day. So on that level, it was just kind of absurd. But when you look at the explanation that Showalter gave in the post game, you know, there was some reason to believe that maybe something could be up. I mean, you saw Musgrove's shiny ears, you know, those photos going around on social media. And his spin rate was also up on all of his pitches compared to where he was in the regular season. But I, I think Gary Cohen of SNY hit it on the nail on the head yesterday where, you know, it's it's 4 nothing. It, it, there was a sense of desperation yeah. from the Mets and – and going and doing what they did yesterday because, I mean, there wasn't any clear tangible evidence. I mean, we've seen in elimination games, we've seen in, in playoff games, spin rates go up because guys are working off of adrenaline. Um, and you really have to make sure that, you know, none of your guys are doing anything in order to go out and do that. Um, it was one of those things where it felt like the air was already taken out of the building at City Field. And it was just one of those things where it was like, this is – this is one of those things where it's like I don't I don't really know why or anyone should do this. I mean, it just it felt kind of desperate. And, and Showalter yesterday after the game kind of talked about how he was willing to deal with the ramifications and how it, how it looks. So he was, he said he was going to do whatever was best for the Mets. But it was one of those things that just like it felt off in the moment. And it's just like yeah, it really did not feel necessary. We are talking to our pal June Lee from ESPN. I wanted to ask you now. So the series is over. You saw a really nice pitching performance from Jacob DeGrom. 
uh, on Saturday night. And, you know, based on the first couple of innings, now I blacked out from about the sixth on, so I don't remember a lot of it, uh, June. But the first. We had a viewing party at a bar, and Woo. our listeners were plying woods. Oh, my God. Frequently. <laughs> yes, they yeah, were. Sorry, and it yeah. was very fun, but I don't remember a lot. But I do remember how the game started. So let me ask you guys this, all of you and everybody listening, too. We had seen the story come around that on their whiteboard, they already had like everything dotted up and lined up for their series against the Dodgers. And I'm talking about the Mets, of course, which that series isn't going to happen now. Do you feel, in hindsight, the correct move was going Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, or seeing how well... From the beginning, beginning, as opposed to waiting until after... The Padres lost game one. Right, yeah. exactly. So DeGrom pitching as well as he did, isn't that a completely different series if DeGrom goes out and has game two during game one? Do you think Buck got cute and it cost him? Oh, man. I mean, I, from the Mets' perspective, I kind of completely understand the way that they went about it. I mean, there is a level of needing to stay present and you know dealing with the thing in front of you in right now in that moment. But... I think if you're trying to set up the team for the best long-term success, not announcing that game two starter, and also just leaving an air of mystery around it, there's a level of trying to play chess to kind of throw off the Padres that I think is also understandable um, when it comes to, you know, trying to set up the the pitching schedule in general. Sure. Um, And so I think from that vantage point, I mean, there's a level of, you know, maybe they're thinking too far ahead uh, to playing the Dodgers and trying to set up the ground for that series, but – I also do think that that move worked on the level of trying to play some sort of, you know, just guessing game with the Padres. You know, I think that kind of stuff is slightly overblown in regards to whether or not it actually has an effect on on guys. Um, But I I, I do kind of understand it from the Mets' perspective. Um, You know, that being said, in regards to the the stuff that was kind of on the video board in in the the Mets' clubhouse, uh, you know, it's probably something that they they definitely – uh, regret, um, and that's not necessarily that's not necessarily even something that the players or like the manager controls. Like that's something that like that's up to the clubhouse managers and the organization as a whole. I I think that that probably in retrospect looks pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but I think that's more of a reflection on uh, just the internal workings of the Mets, which, as we know, is always chaotic and is always a mess than it is on any of the players or or the management or the you know Buck Showalter in particular. June, uh, I, I think sometimes when a, a team from the West Coast or a smaller market makes the playoffs, the national broadcasters and media don't don't fully know that team. I mean, you can't stay up and watch the Padres at one in the morning every single night. Um, but when it came to Trent Grisham, uh, they you know the guys Carl and and Coney were you know giving him all the credit in the world that he deserved. But I almost thought they undersold it. If you were a Padres fan. You were more stunned about Trent Grisham's round in the playoffs, maybe than anything. I mean, we watched him all season, and it wasn't like he felt like he was on the verge of a breakout. We were talking about whether he should even be on the, the wild card roster, and we, we said, well, he's got to be out there for his defense, but we were expecting nothing offensively. The contributions he made, I wanted to get your thoughts because it was I thought it was a stunner even from our perspective. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that there was a level of being stunned about Trent Grisham given how he's performed, hitting the way that do, does. But as someone who's you know was trying to cover the Padres from a national perspective and probably have hasn't watched as much Padres baseball as I've watched Mets or Yankees or Red Sox baseball, just given my personal purview, the fact that I live on the East Coast, uh, hashtag East Coast bias. Um, Trent Grisham's <laughs> also a guy that you admit it, it you know, exists a, a lot. A, you know, 
Trent Grisham's also a guy that I think for a lot of people who cover baseball nationally, you know, is a former top prospect, a former high first-round pick. And so there's always a level of even if guys who are drafted that high and ranked high as prospects struggle at some point, that things can always they can always turn it around. So because Trent Grisham is a name that we've heard as just a national prospect for you know the course of his entire professional baseball career, dating back uh, you know five five years or so, uh, I think that there's a level of being less surprised than you know the 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 local you know the local fans might having experienced the ups and downs. But um, I think it's also just a, a case of you know it's there is a level of East Coast bias when. Uh, we're, you know, we're, uh, I'm, I'm all on the East Coast. I'm watching more Mets, Yankees, Red Sox than I am, you know, Padres baseball on a, on a day-to-day basis. Well, my partner, uh, Ben, had his sixth vacation this year, was out in New York, and did have to watch one of those important games, and it did start at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's and you, so late. You it's do kind so of understand. <laughs> it's rough, man. It's like, rough, you, man. You, you, especially in the last couple of days, like, I'm getting back at, like, midnight, 1 a.m., and it's like, I watched an entire baseball game. It's hard for me to watch another entire <laughs> baseball game. All right, I, I, I think this is relevant, though. So give us your, your East Coast perspective on Padres-Dodgers Coming up this week, I mean, on the surface, I think the first thing you look at is, oh, Dodgers have dominated the Padres, and they have. But what do you have beyond that for us, June? I think that there is a level of the team over the course of the last couple of days from the guys that I've talked to over there feeling like they're starting to click because there was a level of, especially after the trade deadline and getting Juan Soto and everything that happened to Fernando Tatis Jr. and getting Josh Hader and him struggling, that the clubhouse was struggling to click and find its groove together. And I think over the course of the last couple of days, guys were feeling like, oh, we finally have kind of found our identity. I mean, for a team that has much change as the Padres did, you know, a half season in, a lot of teams kind of find their identity at the all-star break or around then. This is kind of the equivalent of that for a team that has much turnover uh, and, and enormous pieces kind of out of the mix and coming into the mix as the Padres have had this year. And so I think there's a level of, at least internally in the clubhouse, the Padres feeling like, oh, we're, we're starting to find who we are as a team. Now, the Dodgers are going to be a really, really tough matchup. But I always say, like, you know, on paper, matchups don't really matter when it comes to October to a point unless the rosters are completely, completely mismatched, which I don't think is the case with the Padres and the Dodgers. Uh, what really matters is five games. I mean, any team in the majors can win a, a five-game series. It takes three wins. I mean, the worst team in baseball has, has – I mean, the Cubs at the beginning of September swept the Mets. I mean, that's something that happens in baseball because all major league baseball teams are good. So, you know, I, I think as long as the talent is, is relatively close, which I think – uh, you know, in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball, you know, the Padres can stack up to the Dodgers in some ways, even though the Dodgers have a star-studded lineup and, and rotation. Um, you know, it's, it only takes three games. So the Padres definitely have a chance. I think the, the guys in the clubhouse there feel like things are coming together in a way that uh, is not necessarily the case for, for teams when it, comes, uh, when it comes to this time in October. June, uh, good stuff. Just what we were hoping for when we uh, when we asked you on. Appreciate giving us your first hand perspective. And get the showers now. Yeah, now you can go ahead and uh, get the get the beer out of your hair. I will. Thank you, guys. I appreciate, appreciate it. June Lee from ESPN on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. How do you not 
shower before you go to bed. Now they'll hold uh, your she- your sheets and your pillowcases. Yeah, tell them. You get, you get it, well, tired. that's true. Well, you're is he tired. or is he home there? I don't even know. He's on the East Coast, so well, that's true. You're tired, but uh, everything just stinks in the morning. I can see it being one of those nights where you just walk into your bed Ro- and just, just fall. Bam, yeah. fall that's what I did on Saturday. I had a couple of shower. nights this week where I didn't make it past the couch <laughs> and the front door. It's like, oh, sit down. I'll just sit down for a second when I get home, and then three forty-five a.m. I open my eyes and I go. Oh, that was okay. That was fast. <laughs> that was cut. Life comes at you real fast when you do morning radio. Buddy. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can download the free Odyssey app, listen to all your favorite team station shows, even podcasts, all on the Odyssey app, all for free. All right, we still have um, two hours left. We haven't even taken a phone call yet. Apologies uh, for everyone out there who's wanted to get in. We will give you that opportunity coming up in the second uh, half of Ben and Woods. We also. Need to talk a little bit about the rest of the wild card series. Uh, they all were swept in two games, so the Padres were the only one. They were the only ones who went three. That went the distance uh, for three games yesterday. The other, but there was a lot of drama and back oh and forth in some of those games. The Mariners and the Blue Jays. Oh my God, Ben! The uh, Guardians. I watched that thing for. Well, I fell asleep a couple of times in extra innings, and yeah, then woke back woke up, up, and it was and the same. It's like, well, it's the fourteenth inning. Oh, here we still go. So we have um, we have some other games to talk about. Get back into some of the uh, Saturday and Friday's action. Since we last joined you, we did have our After Dark show on Friday night. We did talk a lot about Friday's game. But everything uh, deserves a minute here as the Padres advance uh, to the National League Division Series. It's all coming up next. Your call is 833-288-0973. It's Ben Woods continuing on on a celebratory Monday on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 